coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. And they said, this has to stop now, otherwise we're arresting you all. And I thought, what is the country's obsession with pineapples? The guests have got so drunk on the boat. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to another episode of RSVP. I'm Callum Zalietto and this is the podcast for events and travel professionals looking for a bit of inspiration and respite from the craziness of the outside world. I owe you all an apology. It's been a few weeks since we've last uploaded a podcast and I'm sorry. I am sorry for that. The reason has been we have been going through some exciting changes at CNIT. We've launched a new website, www.cit-world.com. There is lots of new multimedia content and a special hub for every episode of this podcast. That, and of course, we had our first digital event. Our flagship agency forum in the UK got turned digital for obvious reasons. And surprisingly, I say surprisingly, I shouldn't say surprisingly, but it was surprising how successful it was. Live events will always have a place in my heart, of course, but I was very impressed with the delivery and the sophistication of the technology that allowed for people to really engage with the content, network, and have lots of one-to-one meetings. So all in all, it was great. As a speaker and host and presenter of the digital forum, the only thing that was a bit alien for me was sitting down the entire time. I'm used to standing up and flailing my arms everywhere and having to do all of that while sitting. It was strange. I felt a bit like a news broadcaster, but I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it, you know? The next Ron Burgundy. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Hmm. Watch this space. But in the meantime, I will steer away from personifying Will Ferrell's famous anchorman um, and leave that to the professional actors. Talking of actors, though, this week we have Adam Blackwood, who was a former actor himself and now a co-founder of an event agency called Private Drama Events, whose love for the arts is not only apparent in his personal life, but also in the touch of theatre he adds to every one of his events. So sit back and enjoy. This is episode eight of RSVP. So, Adam, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of RSVP. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Very well. And although you are obviously, um, you know, a co-founder of Private Drama Events, you're also, previously, you're an actor, right? 
Yep. <laughs> um, the two things are not actually strangers in terms of running an events company at all, because many of the skills I use as, uh, used to use as an actor, I now use in events. Thinking of an event like a three-act play, where you've got a reception, a, a dinner, and a keynote speech, um, or, or you've got entertainment. And I get stage uh, some pretty phenomenal uh, events with amazing performers. Um, uh, I know you covered uh, the event that we did at the Royal Albert Hall last year for One Young World, where we had two and a half thousand people from around the world, uh, the largest global collection of people since the Olympics. I mean, it was uh, phenomenal. I've been saying this for years that the events industry should be looking at theatre and, you know, gleaning inspiration from how the theatre engages audiences. You know, you can get some plays where it's literally two people dressed in all black and yet it's engaging and keeps people's focus for three hours straight. And yet sometimes with events and conferences, people struggle to maintain an attention span for more than 15 minutes. In fact, you're saying what I say to clients all the time. Um, because if you can make someone feel something, they'll remember it. And it, that can be anything. It can be a, a, an amazing firework display that goes with a message. It can be uh, someone flying in a balloon and coming down over a bride and delivering them a rose. And uh, in fact, I've done that. Um, and it was the one bit of a wedding every single person still talks about as just being magical. So theatre is a massive inspiration for people i love that that bride is is always going to remember that wedding and, and those guests are going to be so jealous i can imagine all her bridesmaids like looking at their you know partners and thinking well where's my balloon and rose the first part of rsvp is the r so what is your rant oh god if if i have to look at another paper or another news station and just read more and more disastrous news about covid it, it just goes on every single day and and i just long for positive stories about what what is happening the angle that's been on the story is just so down and just the the, the health infections it's just we want some positive news and i I think we want to start looking forward um, realistically, but I think this endless bad news, I, I only rush, I rush myself to five minutes of news a day just so I'm abreast of everything. Um, in fact, I, uh, whilst I can rant about that, I can rave about the fact that you've got great stories like um, the company called Luna who do pop-up cinemas and there's a company called Drive-In who are doing cinema, drive-in cinema events to get people back. And, and the guy who owns Luna spoke really brilliantly I thought about how this is some, a way for people to come together and enjoy the, the cinema experience. And it's interesting that um, not only uh, are they doing it, films with English National Opera are doing a drive-in version of La Boheme, and the musical Six, uh, which is a global success, is, is also doing concerts. So I think that, that, is, that is great. Um, so that's my rave, and you've had my rant. It's funny because even before coronavirus and, and everything like that I used to watch these films where you had these drive-in cinemas and I used to have such envy and I'd be like I wish they would do that over here I'd love to go to drive-in cinema so when it got announced that you know even uh, companies like Secret Cinema for example were were doing this I was like I'm there like I am definitely there yeah I'm booking my ticket too yeah it's just great and then obviously like you're saying about the theatre and things you know you've even got um, Hamilton being streamed on Disney Plus now and I just think it's 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 a great way to to keep people engaged and connected have you seen Hamilton, by the way. I have. I was I was fortunate enough to see it at Broadway in New York because I was there again. Fortunate enough, I'd won a, a trip to New York through 
Pepsi. Oh, brilliant. Um, and uh, someone that I knew in the city basically had some tickets and, and, and gave me them to me and my friends. So it couldn't have been a more fortuitous sort of series of events. But yeah, I thought it was incredible. I have to throw in there, since you've mentioned New York, I was actually in New York as it closed down, the night uh, it closed. And I've always wanted to see Moulin Rouge. And I was sitting on my laptop trying to book tickets for Moulin Rouge. And I couldn't understand why every time I went to press book, it wasn't letting me. And then the announcement about an hour later went that all Broadway theatres were closed. Um, it was the most surreal experience. The next part of RSVP is the stories. So this is your chance to share some of your fond and most memorable uh, experiences. Firstly, let's kick off with a destination. And this could be professionally or even a, a personal holiday. OK, so uh, I had um, the very good fortune to stage uh, a show in uh, the Hamptons on a beach in New York uh, for a private birthday party. And um, I'd never been to the Hamptons before, and it is—it's absolutely stunning. This beautiful bit outside New York with a long, amazing beach, and um, I couldn't believe my good fortune. This client said to me, "I want to um, have an immersive circus event as a party, and we're going to build a marquee." and um, I want you to rehearse the whole show and bring it over here. And it was like a dream come true, but it was partly a dream come true because of the, the space we were doing it in. It, it had rained, actually, for two days, even though it was the summer, and uh, um, it, it looked like it wasn't going to be great. And then suddenly, on the afternoon of the, that day, the sun came out, and just seeing everybody just arrive on the beachfront as the sun was setting, um, with all my performers in costume, with all the production, and then this incredible tent that we had and then everyone came inside and we had this rolling show that went on for two and a half hours with different acts popping up in different parts of the room people flying overhead and then going into a whole uh, um, dancing till dawn um, the police came five times for the volume to be turned down that's a sign of a good event <laughs> <laughs> on the fifth occasion they came in this was at five o'clock in the morning and they said, this has to stop now, otherwise we're arresting you all. Um, it, it, was, uh, it was just that, that combination when everything clicks, the weather, the atmosphere, the production, the catering, and because it was in the Hampton, it was just incredible. Uh, it's a really amazing place to go to. You're the second person in, in recent conversations that I've had that's championed the Hamptons. And obviously you hear about it in movies and obviously the, the extremely wealthy all live in the Hamptons. And now, next time I'm in New York, it is a mission of mine to, to journey that way, just to experience this destination. The next experience I'd like to hear about is your most memorable journey involving a hotel. It is one of those places that will make it sound like I go to all the rich places in the world, and that's not entirely true, but it is. this becomes very memorable. I did a wedding at the Hotel du Cap Eden Rock in Cap d'Antibes, um, which, if you haven't been there, is the most spectacular space. It's basically a chateau on a hill with a long drive that leads down to the sea where there's a beach club. Uh, effectively, Scott Fitzgerald wrote about in Tender is the Night. It's where the south of France was invented effectively the glamorous world of the 1920s 
Anyway, I got, uh, I had a New York client who uh, was having a wedding. And this is, in fact, comes back to that uh, balloon story I mentioned to you. So uh, the, they had this long drive, and there were about 300 guests on one long table. And then when they got up afterwards, uh, they were going to go and dance uh, uh, up on the terrace. And what happened, first of all, is we created the, um, uh, the bride's favorite uh, piece of entertainment was A Midsummer Night's Dream. And this long drive all the way down to the sea has a forest either side, beautiful cypress trees. And as the light started to fade, we had performers uh, suspended from the trees suddenly emerging, and then people coming out from the forest. It was like a kind of big, magical uh, Midsummer Night's Dream ap appearance. And then they took the guests all the way up to the terrace, just as this balloon, it's called the heliosphere, which is a, like a seven-metre uh, large moon-like structure, appeared from the sea and underneath it was an aerialist and flew all the way up to the terrace and she was carrying this rose and then flew down and presented the bride with this rose and then disappeared into the night and uh, and the hotel was just the most perfect setting this lovely white chateau style villa the most glamorous location it's where all the hollywood stars stay during during the Cannes film festival i'm picturing it in the sort of the roaring 20s as well and just thinking of like a gatsby kind of-esque type chateau and just incredibly jealous and uh, finally i guess your most memorable food experience uh, just out in buckinghamshire um, there's a pub called the mash inn um, which is run by this brilliant uh, host called Nick Mash, uh, who, whose family have been providing fruit and vegetables to Covent Garden Market for years. He is the most fantastic host. And he's this pub, you can only go to it um, on four days of the week. I think it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And they just cook seasonal ingredients. Uh, they forage, pickle and cure all their ingredients. And then they've got this big open fire range on which they cook everything. They don't use any ovens. It's just a huge, big uh, fire range. And in fact, the uh, the chef comes uh, comes locally from near me, which is in Shepherd's Bush. He goes out there. The food is exquisite. Um, it's written up. It's won loads of awards. Um, I could not recommend it better. And I actually had my birthday, uh, which I'm not going to tell you which birthday, but a very special birthday last year. And uh, I and a whole load of friends went out at, up there. We got there at about half past eleven in the morning. And we left at about seven in the evening. Um, it was, it's one of those places where you can just linger and just have an amazing time. You know what? I think there are, there are so many fantastic pubs across the country that just don't get enough recognition. And that like, sounds like one of them. And I love the name as well, the Mash Inn. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of logo is pineapple. And when I, when I went there, I said uh, to Nick Mash, uh, who I got to know, who is, is such a nice guy, I said, why a pineapple? And he said, well, a pineapple is the symbol of hospitality, of good hospitality. And I never knew that fact. So pineapples mean, if you see pineapples outside a house, which you'll notice it, that means the uh, host or the, the, the owner of the house reckons that uh, they'll give good hospitality to their guests. Do you know what? That is such an interesting fact. And <laughs> weirdly, I've been shopping for like, interior design stuff uh, after moving into my flat and I kept seeing pineapples like pineapple vases and pineapple ornaments and I thought what is the country's obsession with pineapples but now I realize it's because it's a symbol of hospitality. 
the next step of RSVP is an opportunity for you to paint the picture of your dream event. And I feel like you already seem to be doing some fantastic events in reality, but I'm very excited to hear what you can do with your imagination. So what would your dream event be? We're going a bit berserk here. Um, uh, we're headed to Florence um, and uh, there is the most amazing place in Florence called Palazzo Corsini, where I have actually done an event in the past, but it is the most beautiful Renaissance Palazzo, which is right on the river. Um, with me uh, on my plane or on my boat to get to Florence, uh, a catering company called Last Supper, who are one of the best caterers, in my opinion, in London. Um, and they just have amazing staff. And the guy who runs it, Jonathan, uh, nothing is ever too much trouble. Uh, so he's doing my catering for me. The flowers being done by Shane Connolly, who did the flowers for the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, those amazing trees in Westminster Abbey. Uh, and he's such a lovely, lovely guy. As you come into the courtyard, there will be a Renaissance orchestra playing. There will be Renaissance uh, stilt walkers, fire breathers, jugglers performing all around the guests. That, that's when we have our reception. Then we have some trumpeters who are up on the battlements of the palazzo who will announce dinner. There are going to be 20 of those, and they're all dressed in scarlet. So everyone then comes to the grand staircase up to what's called the Salon del Trono. And as I've told you, Moulin Rouge is the show I've never seen. So we're bringing the entire cast flying from New York to perform for one night only in Florence. And then, after they have performed, and we've had an amazing meal served by Last Supper, we go out onto the terrace, which looks out on the river, and Nile Rogers is ready to break into a set, and we dance till dawn. I absolutely love that. I, I think that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, just as I was thinking, it couldn't get any better. You just you just drop Nile Rogers in there as well. Just just does just the cherry on top, as it were. Yeah, I have actually worked with him. He, uh, we, we did a, an event at Kensington Palace earlier this year uh, for the Prince's Trust, where he was the headline. Um, uh, as, he had everyone on the dance floor just immediately. He's such an amazing talent. Yeah, he's a, he's a legend. He's a, he's he's just a legend. Simply put. Okay, so the final part is our anonymous confessions. It's uh, where event planners share their pains, the P in RSVP, and your opportunity to react. Now, this one is, it's particularly disastrous, and I, f I feel bad for them, um, but let's just see how it goes. So, dear Callum, we were on an incentive trip with a group of 10 in Norway. We were set to have this amazing dinner on a small island that you travel to by boat. It's a famous seafood restaurant in Norway and really special, so perfect for a VIP incentive. After a long day seeing the sights, everyone was excited for dinner. I told them all to meet back in the hotel lobby at 7pm. However, whilst I was in my room, I double-checked the itinerary for the next day. And while looking, I had realised I had got the time wrong to meet for dinner. <laughs> God. <laughs> I ran down to the reception where I spoke to the concierge who had advised that the boat left at 630 and then told me it only does one trip a night. Oh, God. I feel so sorry for this person. So, unless the attendees wanted to swim to the restaurant, we weren't going to be getting there that night. To say the client was cross was an understatement. It was, without a doubt, 
the worst 24 hours of my life. Oh my God, that just sounds terrible. Uh, in response to that, I have had a very similar experience to this, but fortunately I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't carrying the can for it because I was only organising one part of the event. I can't tell you where this took place, but we were in a, a, an island in the Mediterranean and we were in this amazing uh, castle site and my responsibility was to stage a festival in the courtyard of this castle, so that when everyone arrived by boat, that there would, this, there would be this amazing sort of caravanserai of people welcoming. So there was, there was everything, part, part, a bit like my fantasy. So there was fire breathers and jugglers and stilt walkers, a whole band playing, dancers playing. It was a cast of about 60. And we all had to get ready for, it was about uh, seven o'clock, and it was baking hot. And we were told that the boat was on its way. And so to get everyone ready, so, you know, the fire breathers were getting the petrol ready, the stilt walkers are getting up on their stilt. And after about 10 minutes, no one appeared. And uh, I went over to the person I was working for and I said, um, any news? Because the stilt walkers, you know, I don't want to keep them up on stilts for a long time. And, and, and also the flamethrowers have got petrol in their mouths. And, and they said, hmm. Uh, there's been a bit of a delay. Uh, do you want to just relax for a bit? And I said, oh, okay, you have five minutes. And they said, mm, the boat's actually come out of the harbour and gone in the wrong direction. Um, it's gone in the wrong direction so far that they're probably now going to be an hour delay. So, so we all stood down. And um, if that wasn't bad enough, like all the catering was timed to the minute because they got this Rolls-Royce caterer. Anyway, a an hour later... Um, I said, shall I get everyone ready again? And they said, hmm, uh, there's been another problem, is that the guests have got so drunk on the boat that the captain has decided he needs to slow the boat down because it's not safe, they're going to fall overboard. Anyway, to cut a long story short, three hours later, the guests arrive when it was dark. No one could see any of the performance at all apart from the fire breathers. And I, I just remember looking at my client who is an organiser who I was working alongside. I, I've never seen someone look so white and pale in their lives. That is just disastrous. It's boats. Boats are the problem here. <laughs> yeah, I know, boats. <laughs> like, I think, I mean... To go back to the original confession, the fact that he had one boat a day is 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 just terrible. And then, you know, I guess the good thing in your situation is that they just got so drunk, they probably had a good time anyway. When in doubt, just give everyone alcohol, you know? Yeah, exactly. God, that poor person. I. It's just when things go wrong like that, you have no control over it. It's just horrendous. Well, I mean, in this instance, um, do you know what? If I was to point the finger, I would say it was their fault. I mean, they, they've got the time wrong. I mean... We all do it, but this is just the one time where the consequence is just so much bigger. When you're in that situation, not that it happens very often, but is telling yourself, no one's died, okay? However terrible I feel, the sun will come up tomorrow and no one has died. So I just have to stand here and, t uh, and take it. Do you know what I mean? But just when you're faced with a client who just is not happy, it's the most miserable experience in the world. A massive thank you there to the theatrical Adam Blackwood and hopefully he will get a chance to finally see Moulin Rouge. But don't go anywhere just yet because the most exciting part of the podcast is about to happen. Sam McNeil, the UK General Manager for Song Division, is about to play this week's wrap-up song and take us through everything that we have learned from this episode. But before that, please don't forget to rate and subscribe, okay? Write a little review, why not? Chuck it in there, you know, just say how great we are. That would be fantastic much appreciated and of course if you want to confess do 
It's all anonymous, no one will find out it's you, but it will make great entertainment for a future episode of RSVP. All you have to do is email cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. That's cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. But until next week, play it, Sam. Hey, Callum. Oh, yeah. You feeling sexy? I am. Adam treats events like plays. Look at the theater, learn the ways. Three acts, performers all on stage. If you want them to learn, then you gotta engage. He's sick and tired of the same bad news. Just wants to go to the Moulin Rouge or hit the Hamptons outside New York for a circus party from dusk till dawn. Head to the Hotel du Cap in Antibes. Shadow on the hill with a road down to the sea. Sunshine by day and a midsummer night's dream. The perfect theme for any wedding scene. Or oh, hit the machine, ask for Nick for forage food. Baby, take your pick. Cooked on an old school fire range. Yeah, the pineapple symbol, no, it ain't so strange. Adam dreams of an event at the Palazzo Corsini. Food by last supper, flowers by Shane Connolly. Fire breathers, jugglers, stilt walkers, trumpets, and more. Now Rogers bringing it home But just remember when the last boat leaves And make sure that it's heading in the right direction, please Cause mostly you win, but sometimes you lose But when in doubt, just give them more booze Yeah, just give them more booze Cause that's what Adam would do Yeah, that's what I